Reality. Let me tell you the problem with reality. Tell here. me the myriad of problems with reality. The major problem with reality is that everything is. Yup. If you are having a com- in the broadest sense, if you are having a conversation about something, that something is, and the counterpoint is. So who's who's just who what i'm not and i'm not saying this to lend credence to like let's give everyone equal time because every argument has the same level of logic to it that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that there are elements of okay well i i believe that information says this one thing okay but the other thing also is maybe not right now but at a different time so should we judge that by now or should we judge that by then and then you just want to blow your brains out because you are having arguments about things that are now and things that are soon to be and things that are then all at the same time and lending credence to all of them simultaneously. Steve, if I may, would that point you just make also apply to someone who says this musician is dead, so how can they be alive and performing now? I'm not going to lie. I'll, I, at this point, don't feel we should even talk about this anymore. <laughs> We're on a different track. I don't know that... Anything we just said bleeds into what we are planning to talk about. Well, we will find out on today's episode of the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. And I am, oh, so tired of it all, Steve Trollinger. Yes, uh, Mike could not make it today, which is unfortunate because today... We're trying something a little bit different. Today is not the typical dissection. There's just, there's a lot of topics kind of tangentially related to music and the typical subjects that we discuss on this podcast, but that don't exactly fit the form. So what we're doing uh, on these special episodes, which I'm tentatively calling Deep Cuts, because it can apply to both music and to a dissection. I'm waiting for Steve to nod his head in approval. Okay, sure. It's your show. I'm... (laughs) You started it. Yes, but Steve, this this is this is the moment of inception. This is your one chance to change it if you think you have something better. Yeah, I didn't prepare to do that, so I I'm missing a moment, and you know how much I hate to miss moments. I do. Um, well, who knows? You know, maybe maybe it, it could- I was because I was going to call it B side, and you're like, no, that's too much like music, and then I was saying, okay, well, what if the B stood for a blood? Okay, you didn't mention that part before. Blood side? Bloods, blood sides. B for blood side? Well, we'll see whatever the title of this episode ends up being when it uh, is posted, and then we'll figure out from there. Okay. Although, spoiler, I'm the one who names the episodes. Yeah, that's what I... I'm just... Like, I am... I am... I am a... I am a... A Democratic congressman in the House of Representatives, and you are a crazy-ass Republican congressman in the House of Representatives. I do not have enough people to... Uh, do anything other than st- sit here and go, well, come on, guys, you know, we really shouldn't. Uh, so what we are doing on today's episode is specifically discussing the growing trend of dead musicians being brought the back. growing trend of dead musicians. Well, I mean, to be honest, just I could have just left it at that and it still would have been accurate, but specifically dead musicians who are performing again as holograms. And whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. Now, the thing I'm really excited about is Steve and I, for the most part, have kept our opinions on this private up until now. Well, because so. you did the Super Bowl episode. 
Yes. So yeah. You, I, so you 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 had you had that um you had that footnote already. I until we recorded this wasn't forced to hold an opinion on the holograms of people. Oh, you had to have had an opinion on it. Although, actually, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> but uh, so, Steve, let me know what is if you had to succinctly say it your opinion. Do you think it is a way for? Do you think holograms of musicians? are a way for people to either relive or for the first time experience some of the greatest musicians who've ever lived, or do you think it is in poor taste and creepy? I'm or something a, else. I'm a Ganem. I'm a Ganem. I'm a Ganem. I do not know what you That's what your crazy old is. prospector for I'm against them. You're against it. Okay. Yes. Oh, gosh, ding, ding. Hard light, simulcrums making me feel things about the deceased. Oh, good, good, dully, good, damn it. In this exact voice and persona you have just stated, please talk more about dead musicians. I'm too busy painting for gold. (laughs) Too busy to see the new uh, Tupac Shakur performance. It's again God, I tell you, God and Jesus. Well, speaking of Tupac, I think the first, I th- I, the hologram performance of Tupac at Coachella in 2012, I think is the first time that it kind of appeared into the zeitgeist where it was, it really became like a thing that holograms are, uh, possibly a trend that will continue. Uh, and so far they seem to have. Did you see any of the footage of Tupac? Uh, just, yeah, like on a, uh. On a newscast one time, I think like Wolf Blitzer was talking about it, and they were showing. I, I think Wolf Blitzer has been a hologram. He has been a hologram. Yeah, yes. he was a hologram during election night. Wolf Blitzer uh, probably died ten years ago yeah. too, and it's just a hologram of him. Uh, it reminds me of that SNL sketch uh, where they have uh, Dana Carvey as Tom Brokaw. He's trying to go on vacation, so they're trying to get him to just record the many deaths of Gerald Ford in case it happens while he's not there <laughs> to talk about it. So he's just in a studio, just talking. Uh, Gerald Ford dead today, uh, mauled by a panda. Do we really think that's going to happen? And the cameraman off off camera is just like, hey, you're the one that wanted to go to Bermuda. (laughs) All right, all right, I'm just asking. You know, I I feel like it's, that's that's sort of a similar issue at hand here where, like, do we want to, uh, like, our, our... Wolf Blitz, like, is Wolf Blitzer really necessary enough that we need to record him saying every word in the English language so that we can throw up a simulacrum of him? I don't know. Uh, but to be honest... But do you, well, you, you bring up... I'll get to it later, but uh, I think the concept of holograms taking over other jobs is a very big concern, but please continue. Uh, my, I mean, when you brought it up, like, let's talk about it. I, the very first thought I had was not about whether it's in poor taste or anything like that, because I could give a good goddamn what's in poor taste anymore. Everything is, nothing is. And I don't mean that to, to like belittle things that are actually in poor taste. I just, in this very moment in time, cannot stop myself from yeah worrying about it, uh, or concerning myself with it. Um, so here we go. Uh, so I'm not concerned about the poor taste thing. I'm more concerned about... I have had a few instances on this show where I uh, get my like socialist cockles up in arrears. He whips it right out of his pants. Yeah. Uh, and I don't consider myself a socialist, really. Uh, I just feel like capitalism could be less bad. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the main thrust... like I'm going to use Jurassic Park a lot. In this episode to describe that's going to be holograms. Metaphor. Yeah. Okay. Um, for people who are not aware of movies, 
uh, or have never seen a movie or read a book before. Yeah, they, some, they, they found the podcast, but they've yeah. never read a book. There's a book called Jurassic Park written by Michael Crichton, and Michael Crichton was very good at using uh, like a thriller story to, to forecast problems with technology. And Jurassic Park was used as an allegory for uh, whether or not we should use whether or not we should use technology to do certain things, or why we should do them, uh, and should we stop ourselves and think that this is this is a poor decision? And I, my first thought is the way capitalism is set up. Because uh, in the I'm not even talking about movie Jurassic Park. Because book Jurassic Park, like the John Hammond character, is an absolute shit eating shithead capitalist. Like not even he's not a kindly old he's not a kindly old Scottish man who oh mommy did you see the fleas oh mommy I swear I see the fleas no he wants to make motherfucking money so he is the bad guy in the book and he has a moment where he describes you know like well why did you do this it's like well to make money like that's the only reason capitalism drives innovation is to make money at it if you can't make money at an innovation it's not worth doing it which is so beyond the pale of what innovation is about that it makes me mad so to the the notion of we shouldn't do this because we can't make money off it if that was the case there'd be no nasa nasa wasn't a money making venture it made money offhand because it innovated in certain ways that filtered their way down into yes. the general public. And Astronaut ice cream. Yeah. The biggest uh, microwave export, yes. et cetera, et cetera. So, but if it wasn't for the fact that we did it for a reason beyond pure profit, we wouldn't have found all that stuff. But here we are in, you know, I, and I hesitate to use the phrase late stage capitalism because it's virtually meaningless, but here we are in capitalism, run amok, and it's gotten to a part point where we shouldn't do anything if it can't make a profit why should we cure a disease if we cure a disease how are we making money off that it's cured we've got nothing else to do now if you build a treatment around it don't you have a cure but don't necessarily use the cure all at the same time and build a long-standing lifelong treatment that's where you get the money and the hologram thing is exactly the same thing you think about the science fiction pedigree of the hologram what are they using for they're using for telecommunications getting in touch with other people long distance communication yes uh what is the first thing we decided to do with our holograms something stupid that makes money and i that's what i take offense to is the notion of advancing technology for the sole purpose of making money will constantly just uh, lead us to doing the stupidest versions of those technologies. Well, I think that's the episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's nothing left to say. Uh, but I don't know your thoughts on my uh, my 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 tech. It's not even technophobic. I love technology. I just wish we were smarter about it and stopped desperately uh, trying to build profit around the notion that we can we are capable of wondrous things, but only if it makes us money. That way only lies dumb crap like this. There's, you know. So, bottom line, dumb, dumb crap. What I'm trying to say is your, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they never stopped to think if they should. <laughs> um, well, just, just to backtrack, for, for you, the listeners, in case you are unaware of the scope of which musicians have been brought back to life as holograms, uh, there might be more than this, but just the list that I was able to compile, um, 
Technically, in 2007, on an episode of American Idol, Celine Dion and Elvis Presley performed a duet together uh, via hologram. Uh, but as I said before, the, the watershed moment, I would say, is Tupac at Coachella, his 2012 performance with uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, but since then, Old Dirty Bastard of Wu-Tang Clan has performed as a hologram. Michael Jackson, during the Billboard Awards in 2014, has done it. Um, and the one that really hit me close to heart was Ronnie James Dio. Uh, my boy from Dio and uh, vocalist from Black Sabbath, phenomenal performer, uh, is touring currently, I believe, as a hologram with a backing band. Uh, Roy Orbison is going to be on tour this year, I believe, as a hologram. And I discovered that on an episode of The Voice, Christina Aguilera almost, almost performed a duet with Whitney Houston. The very, very dead Whitney Houston. So those are some of the performers who are doing this. And the companies that are doing it... Now, Steve, also to your point on capitalism, I suppose, this is employing a ton of very talented uh, graphic designers and animators and people to... Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure it is. It's, cre- that's, it's, it's that's, creating jobs, Steve. Why do you the, hate the economy? That goes back. I don't know if you're going to cut if you're going to cut in that whole part about m- the problem with reality. According to me, <laughs> I uh, don't know at this point. Okay, because that that kind of that kind of informs my response to that, which is that's just another one of those things. Just because a thing does a good thing doesn't mean we should ignore the bad thing that it also does. Yes, it does, Steve. That's the that's the foundation of what America is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick the most obvious example. Uh, for this podcast uh, that we're supposed to be like having a fun, light conversation about holograms about. Uh, but there is There's nothing ve- lighthearted about holograms. These there, are dead people there, coming back to life. There is very specific industry that America was uh, engaged in quite, uh, uh, quite rec- not recently, but in geological terms, quite recently uh, that had uh, that had a positive side in its economic benefits but had a horrible, monstrous downside in its moral, human, like, who are we to do this to other people? Holy shit, you're talking benefits. about when we made Beanie Babies. Yes, of course I'm talking about when we made Beanie Babies. God, I didn't, Steve, this is, this is supposed to be a funny podcast. I know, Why, I'm why sorry. would you bring that up? I'm sorry. But I, it's, I'm tired of, I'm tired of these these arguments that well what about all these jobs i don't understand why we as people can't figure out a way to have the good thing and also fix the bad thing well, like I- the fact that it does a good thing shouldn't shut down any discussion of the other of the other thing that it does well listen you know i played devil devil's advocate a little bit and said that it's creating jobs for all these animators but do you know it's also taking away jobs and do you know who it's taking jobs away from living performers these dead celebrities are performing on stages that could be accommodating new talent, and yet we're seeing Roy Orbison doing whatever tour he did in his later years again. And here's, and here's the thing about Roy Orbison specifically. I love Roy Orbison. I'm a huge fan. Yes. Uh, he is not... A, he is not like a physically magnetic person. It's so funny you mentioned that. I was reading an article about this saying that that was one issue that they had. Like, he just kind of stands there with his yeah. little guitar his and just power, You can't even see his eyes. Yes, he's wearing sunglasses. His power is his voice. Yes. Uh, so the notion of, I'm going to go pay X amount of money to sit 
X amount of distance back, or I guess that would be Y in the yeah. equation, Y amount of distance back to watch a hard light version of, or I guess a soft light because you can't touch it, a soft yeah. light version of Roy Orbison stand completely still, strum a guitar, and sing. I can do all of that at home watching a YouTube video of Roy Orbison. Like, what is the real difference between you seeing a uh, a soft light simulacrum of a performer and just watching a 2D video? Excellent question. And actually, I dug into this a little bit. Technically, so there's a whole bunch of companies that are in the market for this now, including Hologram USA, iLusion, Digital Domain, and Pulse Evolution. But for the most part, what they do isn't a hologram in the sense that you would typically associate with it's actually really just a modern version of a very old trick uh known as pepper's ghost or the way more fun way to say it dirksian phantasmagoria which is the process of essentially reflecting an image i will in no way shape or form be able to explain this via podcast but if you look up uh, Dirksian, Phantasmagoria, or Pepper's Ghost, you'll see. It's, it essentially just involves reflecting an image through glass that makes it look semi-transparent. Essentially, what is happening with all of these holograms is a team of animators are animating this person, or this performer, and then projecting it onto a back wall where it's performing. So in other words, if you were to walk around it, you wouldn't see a perfectly three-dimensional version of it. it only The illusion only really works if you're seated in an audience looking at it. So... There's some limitations there, but uh, the first time this technology was used was in 1862 for a performance of Charles Dickens' The Haunted Man, and essentially the technology... So it's not Dickensian phantasmagoria? No, because it's, it's a different person. Okay. It just... Uh, Dick's... Uh, wait, what the fuck? Dirksian phantasmagoria was first used in a Charles Dickens adaptation. But uh, as for the companies doing it... Oh, boy, I hope it was the Pickwick Papers. I, I already told you it was the Haunted Man. Oh, okay. Oliver Twist. He dies and then comes back as a, as a ghost. That's, That's the twist! Yes. It's basically when directed they did... Oliver Twist, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yes. Oliver was dead the whole time. Ironically, the only, one, the only movie that doesn't have a twist. Yes. Please, sir, I want some more life. But it's, it was hilarious. The companies that are doing this... I, I forgot... I forgot exactly which one said this quote, whether it was Hologram USA or Illusion, but um, they were asked whether or not they had any just moral qualms about what they were doing in the sense that these people still had or have families that are still alive and they're essentially seeing their dead family members performing again. And literally the the way that they justified it was verbatim from one of these uh, CEOs was, listen, these people lived for the limelight. They would want this. Was essentially their point. I mean, in the end, they're dead. They are... Yes. They, Regardless of your feelings of life after death or what that looks like yes. or if it even looks like anything, the, very no, the, fact, the fact of the matter is in this plane of existence, in this solid material plane, they have ceased to be. Their concerns are no longer, uh, no longer, no longer impact our lives. Outside of a, like a living will... Yes. Or just like families remember, like remembering them on a, like, uh, like your grandmother used to, uh, you know, like to go on picnics. So you occasionally will have a picnic in honor of your grandmother. Things like that. Yes. Um, beyond that, they, they have no, it's, they I, no I don't want to sound, like, yeah, I, I don't want to sound callous. I'm not, I'm no, not no. saying, I'm not saying, ah, they're dead. Who cares about what they think? 
But they're dead. Yeah, Who they cares don't about think. what they think? They don't they, think anything. They're not thinking anything here and now. No, I I agree with that point 100%. Until they materialize behind me in a spectral form and tell me to quit it, I will. then I will be like, oh my God, see, okay. Do not look now. It is Roy Orbison. I don't know if he's angry because I still can't see his eyes, but. Blue Angel. No, I agree with that point in that it doesn't. It's not about the thoughts or the wishes of the... Oh, although the reason the Prince thing was such a controversy was because he specifically said in an interview at one point, like in the 90s, how he would never, ever, ever want to be brought back as a hologram. Like he specifically okay. said. In that case, Prince had way more foresight than anybody else. And I... That's one of the reasons I love Prince is that he had he had the the agency and the... the presence of mind to think those things about himself to know he needed to put that down yes actually i have the quote here so prince gave a interview to guitar world where he discussed the inevitable invention of holograms uh about it he said quote that's the most demonic thing imaginable everything is as it is as it should be if i was meant to jam with duke ellington we would have lived in the same age the whole virtual reality thing it really is demonic and i'm not a demon he said almost like he had to reassure them uh also what they did with that beatles song freeze a bird manipulating john lennon's voice to have him singing from across the grave that's never uh that'll never happen to me to prevent that kind of thing from happening is another reason why i want artistic control so, I mean, he at least made his thoughts pretty clear on it before the technology really so even... So, in that case, he shouldn't have done it. I, I mean, I... And they kind of didn't, but they I know, but did. I And I know, I, I know it might sound like I'm being hypocritical about, well, they're dead, it doesn't matter. If they have an express wish, yeah, doing it's not going to mean much to them because they're, they're dead, but you, you shouldn't... If he had the presence of mind... <laughs> To ask for that specific thing, yes, we should have all respected his his prophetic abilities and just gone, give me like you know what the fact that he even thought that that had to be a thing that needed to be said is more than enough reason for us to follow. But is wishes. that what we have to do now? We have to say in writing somewhere all the specific things we don't want to happen to us after we're dead. Like, boy, if there's technology that allows my brain and head to be mounted to a arachnid-like robotic body that allows me to continue to walk and survive, I certainly wouldn't want that to happen. Sorry, I'm just making a note in my... Yes, thank you. Please write it down. <laughs> Making a note so, in my to-do list when I fill out my will. So I am not a floating brain in a jar attached to an arachnid robot body. Does the giant spider robot have lasers? I don't know, and I'm honestly thinking now if that would change my opinion. If I had lasers, that might be different. Okay. Excuse me, I'm just going to make yeah, another yeah, note yeah, here. Go ahead, there we go. go ahead and write that down. But, but overall, the whole argument of... Well, yeah. Well, they they live in the limelight. Surely they would want this. You don't know that. No. You you, you, you and you can't ask them because they're gone. Exactly. So it's kind of, yeah, it's a cheap answer. It's a cheap answer. I I honestly, they they're my whole argument of they have ceased to become a motivating factor in this physical plane of existence does not change the fact that. It's it's just dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, the I bottom- feel bad now because now I'm trying to think about what I said and what I responded to. And now I don't know if I'm just being a complete like five minutes later. I was like, and you know what? It does matter that there, that there shouldn't be holograms because of the thing I said five minutes ago. That was the opposite of the thing I said. That's why you will never have a career in politics. Yeah.
Steve said he's against holograms, but let's look at the facts. Uh, what I'm saying is that while they no longer have agency in this reality, we should still err on the side of moral judgment and not like make money off of their corpses. Well, that's the thing. Moral judgment is a very uh, amorphous thing. You're making money off of their corpse. Oh, of course, because not only are you getting the sales from the performances, but they've also said there's a correlation between record sales. Like Elvis Presley is still selling, and and Tupac are still selling records and downloads. And I was I was I was li- listening to Tupac on Spotify. Like he still gets like 10 million streams like a month. I don't know. I just I think. I... I think I'm getting away from my original point of... Or do you think you're changing your mind? No, I'm not changing my mind. <laughs> I'm getting away from my original point, which was... We gotta... Uh, there's gotta be better ways of using this technology than... <laughs> because it, everything everything is and everything isn't, and I'm tired of That's it. That's basically what Prince said, yeah, actually. I'm tired, I'm tired of there not being definitiveness to yeah. anything. I I can't... I can't have another discussion where everything, where like the, like, well, you know, X, X, and Y, well, you know, Y, Y, and Z. All right. Well, they both have equal, they both have equal weight. So then nothing is, nothing is decided and everything is just out there all the time and nothing is ever figured out. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> so we, to sit here and say. Are you saying you're frustrated there's not more black and white answers in yes, the world? Yes, that is exactly I want what things saying. to I am I am desperate for objectivist philosophy. <laughs> a is A and B is B. The end. Well, yeah, because then you could argue: Are these musicians are they living or are they dead? Physically, they're dead, but is, I'm still is, seeing them perform right now. Is a, is there a difference between a, uh, do, uh, making money off of a musician by constructing a hologram of them? Is that different from continuing to make money off of dead musicians based on their music? And is there Very good question. is there a correlation between? Well, I think as a musician, they would want their music to outlive them, and that's why they became a musician in the first place. And then you go back to the argument of before of like, yeah, but can you know that about them? Like, that's not really a that's just a thing you're reading into it. Like, that's basically the same thing as saying, yeah, well, they wanted to live in the limelight, so they want to like live forever like yeah. that. It's all the same stuff said differently. Well, then also by proxy, like you talk about having agency about your work and yourself when you're living and then when you're dead it doesn't matter because you're dead but in a way not to yourself but to everyone else around you is that not someone controlling you from beyond the grave so basically nick a talented team of animators what i've the conclusion i've come to is really the thing i'm mad at most is you (laughs) because before what before we sat down to do this episode there was one less dumb thing for me <laughs> to consider multifaceted arguments for. Because, Steve, I know you have I, a lot on your mind I, right I now. Had a lot of, one extra I had thing. a lot of personal and specific things on my mind. And now on top of it, I have to debate in my own head holograms of dead people, good or bad. But, Steve, it doesn't have to be in your head. Strangers on the subway, you can absolutely have the same debate. Just shaking people. Should they be dead? Should they stay dead? <laughs> yeah, don't give them any context. No. Just immediately start. They're with made that. of light. They're made of light. The only thing I worry That's about. That's why I wanted to focus on my capitalist Jurassic Park analogy. Yes, Steve. I know you want to bring everything back to capitalism and/or Jurassic Park. But to me, the bigger slippery slope is like you. You say that this is almost essentially a waste of technology, which, from a capitalist perspective, and now you're and now you're going to say, but 
using this technology for this stupid thing makes the technology stronger and then can then be used for other smarter things. Is that what you were about to bring up? Not necessarily. I was actually going more like the uh, uh, nuclear proliferation route where it's like the technology can actually lead to more dangerous things. Because what if, and this almost feels like a point that Mike Russell would make, which makes me think about it very carefully, but I'm still going to make it. What if... These holograms can get to the point where, by the way, just 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 for, to set the record straight, at first I thought all they did was digitally reconstruct old live performances. That's not what they do. From the ground up, they get actors to do motion capture. They will have voice actors do si- who sound like them do similar things because that's how Tupac was able to do uh, "What's Up Coachella." He said he he'd never performed there, and yet he was still able to do that. So they're able to actually manipulate these dead musicians and make them say and do things that they hadn't done in their life before. Taking that in consideration, I worry what other jobs holograms might take. Could you imagine if dead presidents could run for re-election as holograms? Good. Good? Good. Could you imagine Andrew Jackson's populism? Of course you bring up Andrew Jackson as the first one. Like, we would use that technology the first time on Andrew Jackson. Well, it, de- it, it, it depends who has control of the technology. Certainly, we could maybe have John F. Kennedy fulfill his term. I don't even... Oh, God. I don't even want to like start talking about the fact that I don't think John F. Kennedy was a great president to begin <laughs> with. Uh, like, he... the f- John F. Kennedy is remembered... Yeah, but hologram Kennedy. John F. Kennedy... Hologram Kennedy can turn it all around. John F. Kennedy is remembered as a great president because of what happened to him. Like, it's, as ghoulish as it is to say, the rose-tinted glasses of assassination are why most people remember JFK fondly. When he was in his job, he was not bad at it, but he wasn't really great at it either. His brother Robert would have been much better. I just have one question for you, Steve. Do you think if the Cuban Missile Crisis happened today... With our current administration, (laughs) would the world still be... This might not be hypothetical. That's the terrifying thing. But could you imagine one candidate running for re-election during a debate, let's say, against a hologram of some popular old dead president who is able to be manipulated into... It could happen. Well, yeah, but is the hologram of the dead ex-president... Well, I guess if they're dead, they are an Uh, (laughs) ex-president. Ex in every context. uh, Is the hologram of the president controlled by a third party or have we developed an ai based it's on controlled algorithms? by fucking hang on it's controlled by hologram usa i illusion digital domain or pulse okay, evolution then, yeah no that's bullshit because that's not that's that's a reconstruction based on the preconceived notions of uh people who have no idea of what they're talking about or doing if we're talking about i have discovered a way based on uh based on Abraham Lincoln's speech patterns and his speeches and his the the vocabulary he used and uh, the way he was brought up if i've constructed an algorithm an artificial intelligence that is as close to lincoln as we're going to get and i am going to put that into a floating little hollow projector robot and, that has arachnid legs all right sure uh, arachno lincoln if I yes, if I if I am I, he has my vote. If I am if I am discussing constructing artificially intelligent Arachno Lincoln, then yes, let's do it because it certainly can't be any worse. I feel like we have we have had, see. I don't know if this is just rose rose tinted like viewing the past in a in a better way than the present. I really feel like presidentially, our current one notwithstanding. Like, the ones from, like, the past hundred years 
versus the ones from like I almost feel like Millard Fillmore has a little bit more because he comes from a, a way back. Like there's the first five presidents were have achieved almost demigod status in yes. American culture. And if we're talking about and I keep going off on tangents, I know, but like like there's there's been talk about a second constitutional convention where let's go back, start completely fresh, take what it is now, not even add amendments to it. We're just going to go at it whole cloth. I've never heard that. There's been movements to do a second constitutional convention uh, going on and off for, for years now. Uh, I don't even remember why I started talking about this. Uh, like there's that Does notion, it have to do with the rack no there's, the, there's that notion of this, this document was constructed by people of unique intellect and insight that does not exist today. <laughs> So if we, were to, if we were to have a second constitutional convention, who's going to who's who who's controls going to this, Iraq? Yeah, no who, Lincoln. Who's going to this convention? Is it people who have this uh, you know like deist world uh, cosmic view of of things, or is it fucking uh, is it fucking you know like all of the dipshits we got in there right now? I don't want the fucking Freedom Caucus in charge of the second constitutional convention. I don't want. I also don't want necessarily Bernie Sanders in charge of the Second Constitutional Convention. These are people who what about have Bernie very hologram. Though these are people who have very limited worldviews compared to the founding fathers. Yeah. So I honestly couldn't tell you if Arachno Lincoln would be better or worse than our current president, Obama, Clinton, Bush, like any of the ones for like the last fifty years or so. I honestly couldn't say. We lost something, is what I'm saying. And if it takes constructing an artificially intelligent Abraham Lincoln and putting him into a hollow projector, uh, which is housed into a, a giant arachnid yeah, robot so I guess body, it, it's, then that's what we ought to do. So it's a hologram of Lincoln inside, like a like a giant. Yeah, like the carapace. Beaker. The carapace of the of the spider exists, but instead of the um, instead of like the 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 top part. Of yes. the spider, I don't know the scientific word. Uh, it is a like big sphere that projects uh, the torso of Abraham Lincoln. But no, I mean, to be honest, I don't. Uh, like I said, I, I was I was very prepared to play devil's advocate throughout. throughout I this really whole hope thing. nobody's who's listening to this episode thinks there's going to be an answer by the end of this episode because there isn't. See, the whole point is to just stimulate intellectual conversation about the important topics at hand like are dead musician holograms good or not and it seems to be what we're the closest thing to a conclusion we're leaning towards is that they are the first step in a slippery slope towards arachno lincoln that might be the closest thing to an answer we come to unless you have anything else to add you know honestly even if i did i probably wouldn't <laughs> Because this was supposed to be like a 20-minute episode, right? It was supposed to be somewhat brief. Yeah, this was supposed to not take over the normal type of episode. It was supposed to be like a breather so that we could do other projects but still get a you know a, a, a good music-themed episode in. But instead it stirred the most passionate but, debate I think ever heard but, on the Song But instead we talked for a good hour and a half about a musician holograms. Oh, shut up. We didn't talk for an hour and a half. We it might. may have felt like that. Yes. And I, there were several points where I totally lost track of what I was trying to say. So, in the midst of your political diatribes, yeah. All, all this is just to say that dead hologram musicians, at least as of now, are not going away anytime soon. 
Uh, but guys, do we, do we have permission to uh, to uh, uh, you uh, to uh, like rotoscope your corpse and create a soft light simulacrum of it? You can just I I specifically mentioned don't put my brain or consciousness in an arachnid spider robot body. As long as I don't have any consciousness, I don't care what you do to my corpse or my image. Once again, assuming you heard I'm it here, folks. Once again, assuming I'm the one who's going to die first, we will be manipulating a Mike Russell hologram well before either of us go. I feel like Mike would be totally on board with that. To to use my second Saturday Night Live reference in a yes, you only episode, get you only get two an episode. Uh, I, I had this weird I have this weird sensation of Mike. Uh, there's a uh, there's another sketch from the original cast of SNL in the 70s where uh, it's one of those. It's not like during the live episode. It's one of those pre-filmed ones, and it features an elderly John Belushi visiting the graves of every other cast member of SNL, and he has outlived them all. And the joke of the video is that John Belushi John Belushi should not have been the one to outlive them all, but here he is. And then the reality of the joke is that he still didn't. Yep. Uh, he they all outlived him, uh, which is how we all thought it was going to. But the video was sort of making it seem like it wouldn't. I feel like Mike's in a similar situation <laughs> where we're we're of the notion that I, like well. A bunch of stuff happens to Mike, but he seems to like be impervious to it, so he'll outlive us all. But the stuff still happens to him, so even though we think that he'll still probably go first, he's he's got a he's got a John Belushi thing about him. He does, except I very strongly hope that he lives past thirty three. Yes. God, and, uh, I forgot he was that young. Yeah. Oh my God! I just watched the Robin. Not, not Mike. Uh, yeah. the, the, the yeah, Mike Belushi. is still alive, folks. Don't worry. John Belushi. I uh, watched the Robin Williams documentary, and they mentioned that because he was in the. Room where yeah. it happened, essentially. God. But on that perky note, that is it for today's episode of Deep Cuts on the Song Topsy Report. Or B sides. Or B sides. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and listen to us on our home at Come Here Floyd. And you can follow me personally uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and Mr. Stephen Trollinger. Yes, you can find me on things like Twitter and Instagram. Uh, at your man Trollo. Um, yeah, I post things there on occasion. Yes, sometimes, he does. He's very funny. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes I just was mad about something for that particular day. I also don't take a lot of pictures of myself, so Instagram's kind of difficult. Um, but yeah, I'm on there. Follow me, because apparently that's a thing that needs to happen in life now. Uh, and uh, you're nothing without a social media yeah, following. Yeah, exactly. Your entire self worth. And is... uh, join us uh, next time for when uh, we do a regular episode. And please let us know, because um, I know we have the Facebook page too. So let yes. us know via the Facebook page and uh, Twitter accounts and whatnot if this was at all an interesting thing we should uh, try to do again. Um, like I said, uh, there's a reason why we were trying it out. If it sucks and you hate it, we won't do it. Um, or maybe we will. I don't know. Yes, or by proxy, if you have topics that you would like to have us discuss, please obviously send us bad song suggestions, bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy. But also just if you have, if there's a uh, topic you'd like to have us discuss, uh, please let us know that as well. And follow Mike Russell at all the Mike Russell places. Mr. Mike Russell. That's Mr. Mr. Dot and uh, yeah, like Nick said, send us your feedback, your thoughts, or is that what else does he? Showed say? us uh, and let us know. Uh, let us know what president you'd yeah. like to see as a hologram, and if you want to see him naked or not. Oh, it's like he's still here.
Which I imagine well, we is what I would say. A, we could probably get a hologram of Mike. Together. I was just going to say, oh my god, let's get a hologram of Mike and have him do all the other. Which episodes. is funny because this is an audio, this is an auditory medium. So <laughs> the hologram is really just for us. We will spend all of our time, money, and resources on a hologram that you will never see. But sure doesn't sweat as much though. Yes, yes, yes. The the body odor <laughs> is a little. Man, bit. we are mean to our friends. <laughs> No, we love He's going to listen to this episode. Oh, man, I can't wait to listen to what funny things Nick and Steve came up with. Oh, he's sweaty. Oh, Mike's not here. That guy, he's sweaty and he smells. And also, he talks about boobs. Listen, I have no problem saying that because he's almost always sprinting here to get here, trying to be on time. Whereas if he woke up an extra hour earlier, he could have meandered and had a pleasant aroma. Oh, now you're telling him how to live his life when he's uh, yes, not here. Uh, yes, it's very easy when he's not here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, guys, thank you so much for listening. I am Nick Brigadier. And uh, I'm just going to say that I'm Stephen Trollinger. Yes, and we will see you guys next week. Take care.